You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, episode 42, brought to you by Microsoft Surface. Hi, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, branding communication strategist, also known as a podcasting queen. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers you to reach your full potential. Now, do you wish that you could make more money in your business? Or maybe you're feeling a little burned out and stuck and you just don't know what to do or which way to turn. Now, if you can relate, stay tuned because joining me today is Melanie Benson Strick. Melanie, she is an optimizer and has a gift for guiding fast mission-driven entrepreneurs to thrive in their small business. And as a revenue strategist, Melanie can uncover what derails you from productivity and progress, which can ultimately free you to scale your influence and income without all that overwhelm. She's the author of Rewired for Wealth, founder of Money DNA, co-author of Entrepreneur.com's Startup Guide to Starting an Informational Marketing Business, and she has her success tips feature in magazines such as American Express Open Forum, Bloomberg Business Week, just to name a few. And on today's show, Melanie's going to share how to hire a virtual team that actually makes money in your business and profitably. She's also going to share what do you do when you hit massive burnout or whether you get stuck or you experience a huge business failure so that you can come out on top, as well as the secret to accelerating accomplishment and multiplying revenues, even if you're a team of one. So welcome to the show, Melanie. Hi, thanks, Amory. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> Look, so many things that I hear back from many of our listeners and clients and colleagues is what you're going to speak about today. And I always like to start off the show by sharing some of the milestones from our guests. And yours are mm. really impressive. So let's just run through some of those and then we can dive in to what you want sure. to share today. So you broke out of financial struggle. You were generating $1,000 a month and then you achieved your first six figures in under nine months. I mean, that's really impressive. Yeah, it was, it was a huge, it was a huge win for me personally, but I also think it's kind of one of those things that many people have that six figure goal and they, mm -hmm. they get trapped. So yeah. Um, yes, I was very proud of myself. Yeah, And I know some of the things that you're going to share today uh, will pinpoint some of the things I'm sure you did in your business and what you help other business owners do so that they can really get out of that overwhelm, out of that financial struggle to start to generate the type of income they dream about. You then went on to build a high six figure business in the coaching training industry. Uh, this is interesting. You set your attention to travel to Australia, my homeland, and then you landed a three-week gig six months later. Wow. Yeah, and you know, um, that was one of those things that I was playing with intentions, mm -hmm. and I had never been to Australia. It was on my bucket list. I really wanted to, you know, come over to your land, yes. <laughs> and I didn't know how I was going to get there. I didn't know what was going to work, but I just knew I wanted to do it, and I set an intention, and then one of my contacts called me within just a few weeks and said, let's do it. We yeah. want you to come over and speak. And mm -hmm. it was, uh, it was a three week tour. So it was, it was kind of fun the way it all turned out. Yeah. Intentions are incredibly powerful, aren't they? Yeah. 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 It really focuses your energy mm -hmm. and 
you know, I always say that until a decision is made, you can't really activate the resources seen and unseen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is a, a beautiful example of that. You were also nominated into the prestigious Association of Transformational Leaders, and you're in the process or perhaps have rebranded with a major pivot in 2016 to align with your personal evolution. Do you want to share a little bit more about that or is mm. that still in, in progress? No, no, I'd be happy to share. It, it's actually terrifying and fun all at once because <laughs> isn't it all I, I know I've, I've been known for so long in our industry as a leverage expert and mm. someone that you turn to when you really want to scale your impact and and go for the high six seven figure business and it's not that i don't do that anymore it's just that somewhere along the way like the positioning and the way my branding was evolving I, it started to feel really masculine mm -hmm. uh, i came out of a very masculine driven corporate uh environment and you know it was like there was always these little elements that felt too masculine so the branding was really about creating a more like uh, the version of me that everybody got when i was on stage or at an event they're like you're so real you're so accessible accessible you're so authentic and i'm like i know why does that not <laughs> what you think of me so mm -hmm. we really went through a process to really create a, an experience that people could feel more connected to me whether they were on my social media my website uh, my podcast or uh, you know just running across an article somewhere and mm -hmm. and so it, it was really fun to do it but a lot of it's just bringing forward what you focus on which is really awakening leadership so we can have the impact we dream of yeah and i love the way that you've just so beautifully modeled that allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to really shine through across all of the different areas and platforms and upon which you you share your brilliance and allow yourself to come forward as you because I right. think that that just takes everything to such a deeper level and people could could see you know you're quite different um, when they were face to face with you and uh, I think that's a powerful lesson for so many of us who wish I wish I could be a bit more well you know what give yourself permission and the people that really are, are part of your world already it's kind of like ah oh, about time don't you think it's yeah. like we were just that's waiting Melanie we know <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. they've seen my new website and they're like oh that's so much more you because yeah. we really went for a graceful and feminine power instead of a more masculine like hard driving profit first and again not that it, that stuff doesn't exist it's just my clients like the soulful version of Melanie and that's mm -hmm. where they that's that's who comes to me and that's what they they come to expect and so we wanted to create more of that but it was it was really scary to let go of what people had known me for for mm -hmm. 15 years mm -hmm. so um, it takes courage for those of us feeling that evolution to make the changes in our branding to release what no longer really reflects us yeah absolutely so let's talk about how to hire a virtual team that can actually make mm -hmm. business money profitably because this I know is something so many people struggle with so what's what advice and, and insights can you share with this well whether it's a virtual team or an on the ground you know in your space team I think the key component here is to recognize that many of us become our own roadblock. We become our own bottleneck, if you will, to hitting higher levels of financial success, or it's simply just being able to accomplish more because we're trying to do it 
alone. Mm -hmm. We're like a band of one (laughs) trying to accomplish a a hundred person dream. And, and there's just certain things you can never get to. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things I did in my own acceleration was I said, look, like I want to be able to get beyond revenues that I can create on my own. So I made hiring a team my priority. And that was actually one of the three things I did that was truly the secret to breaking six figures Mm -hmm. was I had to be willing to put things on other people's plates that could, and this is my mantra, that they could do better, faster, or cheaper than me. Mm -hmm. So write that down. Can somebody do this better, faster, or cheaper than me? And if they can, it absolutely needs to get taken off your plate and given to somebody who, like, they, they kind of geek out and they they love doing the things that maybe you're not good at mm-hmm. or that make you stressed out or burned out, and it lights them up. So the idea behind hiring a team that makes you money is looking at, could somebody do this so I can get freed up to make money? Or can somebody do this and the sheer uh, force of them taking it off your plate and doing it makes money? Yes. And a lot of people are thinking like it's going to cost me money, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I can't afford to hire a team. But I always say, how can you afford not to hire a team? Yes. If you want to grow, if you want to scale your impact and really create greater levels of income without you being in a job mm-hmm. in your business, we've got to learn to delegate and and strategically align with others that can help us get more done. Yeah. So that's the fast version of that answer. <laughs> well, if you look back to some of the things that you did and, and the activities and tasks that you gave to your team, do you see that there's a common theme with even the clients that you work with? Are there some yeah. key areas that you think this really does need to be given to the team to free up our time as the business CEO? Are there sure. key areas? Oh, totally. Um, Well, I will just say the first thing I got off my plate was bookkeeping. Now, I know a lot of people, this is a no brainer, but you would not believe how many people hang on to the bookkeeping. And unless you are a bookkeeper by trade, um, it's one of those things where most of us, it takes 10 times longer to do it on our own. Mm -hmm. And we often almost always make mistakes. Uh, One of my clients in the early days of teaching team building, she was blown away when she found out when she hired the right bookkeeper, that there was like, hundreds of thousands of dollars that had been mis, you know, coded and like put in wrong places and her books were a complete mess because she'd been trying to do them on her own. Mm. So most of us can really feel that freedom that comes with not having to be, okay, I've got to balance my checkbook this week. The key is you got to still stay tuned in. You got to have some control mechanisms to review, but you don't have to do the, the nitty gritty piece of running your books all the time and managing all the payments and stuff when you've got the right person uh, who can help you with the finances in your business. Mm -hmm. I would say second one, and you would not believe how many people freak out when I tell them to do do this one, but it's actually a lot more painless than you think, is getting your um, main email and phone calls handled by a support person. Yeah. Now, part of that is because if you're really, really doing your role properly as the business owner and the leader and and the person who can only do things to make money a lot of times, everything else is going to distract you. And when you answer your email or you answer that phone call, you're getting distracted by something that someone else can do better, faster, or cheaper. Mm-hmm. So it's it's recognizing that there's ways to build systems and templates and, and really to train somebody to be your voice and to handle a lot of the routine stuff 
so that you get freed up to do the things that only you can do. So those are usually two that I start people with. And then depending on the answer to some of the the deeper questions, like what burns you out? What do you tend to make mistakes on? What do you spend too much time doing and you don't really love it? Those are the things that we can start to really um, propel you and your impact up mm-hmm. while getting more done through other people. Yeah, beautiful answers. And I think this works beautifully into setting up the next point around in our business if we have hit that massive burnout. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because we are working on activities that drain us, but maybe for mm-hmm. other people, they are really stuck. They've experienced a huge business failure. And I know we can all relate to that uh, in some form or another in our business life. So so that we can come out on top, what are some insights we can share? you can share around this? Sure. Well, I, I'm speaking from experience. You know, I, I've hit the wall a couple times over the years. You can't mm-hmm. be in business for 15 years and not hit one of those walls. Yeah. You know, early in my career, I was I was getting burned out because I was doing too many of the things that I wasn't good at. Right. Like mm-hmm. it was it was just exhausting. OK, how do I get my infusions off to work or how do I get that email to go out and trying to figure out how to get websites up? And I just felt uh, exhausted a lot. So delegating was definitely one of the the clues to getting more energy, more enthusiasm, more inspiration to cross over those hurdles. Um, in 2010, I hit a really big hurdle. And I think I kind of came to a um, turning point in the trajectory of my business, but I didn't know that early enough. Mm-hmm. I was evolving, but my business was so successful in the path that I had started it in mm-hmm. that I didn't know how to turn the ship with where I was going personally. Mm. And so I kind of got deflated by a lot of the things I was offering at the time. And I started to notice the industry was going in a direction that I just, my it didn't light me up. Mm. So my business really hit a fail point. And, and I didn't do it just like on one level, like seven things fail at once. Like <laughs> When you fail, do something, you might as well do it, it good. <laughs> exactly. Like let's fail really awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and it was scary, um, Mm. because there was a lot of things that I had to come face to face with. So I guess one of the things that I want to put out there is that if you are really a leader and you're pushing the edge of what's possible, you will hit a spot that feels like failure to you. Mm -hmm. Now, if other people looking in would have said that you're crazy, like, look at what you've achieved. And that's not really a failure. That was just like a little mishap. But for me, it felt like a failure. So we all go through them. You ask any successful person. So kind of normalizing that I think helps us in our mind Mm. because the first thing that's really critical, and this was a huge piece for me, was taming the dragon that was in my mind. Like I had so many things that I was beating myself up about. I wish I would have done that. Uh, Oh my gosh, I felt like I let those people down. And, And so we actually have to learn how to upgrade our mindset. So when we hit those fail points, we can move through them more powerfully because failure is literally a teaching moment. Mm -hmm. It is education on the fly. And if we can incorporate the learning and, and kind of get back on the horse and keep riding, then we can integrate and we can be a more powerful uh, person moving through ups and downs. So mindset is a huge piece of it. And it's what I find causes many people to stall out prematurely to hit um, ceilings when it comes to financial uh, Mm -hmm. growth. Uh, The things we tell ourselves cause us to play small or hold back, lose confidence, compare ourselves, right? Like there's so many things that we do to ourselves. 
So the, I think that the most important piece of all of it, though, is to know that if you are truly burned out and what you're doing isn't working, get some support to have someone help extract from you what is it that you really like what's in your heart like what are you inspired to do that you're somehow telling yourself you can't do or you shouldn't do because what was happening to me is I had put this big fat should on on my journey saying you can't do that because it won't work it won't uh. sell like nobody's gonna want that what I realized was I was just ahead of the evolution of the industry and what I was feeling inspired to do hadn't crested in its popularity yet yes but a couple years later people were hungry for it and looking everywhere so I was just getting there a little bit earlier than everybody mm -hmm. else and now people are craving what I'm doing with helping entrepreneurs really find their power as leaders yeah but back then they're like ah, who wants to be a leader yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you just have to trust that you this there's something there and figure out how to move through that stuck energy in a way that is more powerful for you. Yeah. And you know, everything that you've just said, I think just is just beautiful. And I know we'll speak to many people speaking to me as well, because similar to, to you, I, I launched an idea and I was so excited number of years ago, way before it's time. Now it's just starting to, to come into the evolution and people recognizing. And you know, when you, you've gone and ahead and you've taken those steps, you now have developed a certain level of expertise that people can turn to and, and benefit from your support. Also too, I think the, the sharing of stories where we have perhaps not reached the goals or had failure need to be shared more because we always hear about the success stories and I launched this and you know generated blah, blah whatever the figure may be. Yeah. But so often we don't hear the heartache that, that many, many months prior or even years for many of us have gone through to achieve that. And we are almost, we think that it, it will, it, there are steps that we need to, to take. Things don't need to be hard, yes. but you do need to take the right action and have that right support. So thank you for sharing that because how many of us don't hear that what goes on behind the scenes. So we think, is it, is it just me? Am I the only one that's struggling? And we're here to tell you, no, you're not. I think we all have our struggles one way or another. And uh, all yeah. of those things you shared can certainly support us in getting out of that stuckness. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Let's talk about the secret to accelerating accomplishment and multiplying mm. revenues, even if we're a team of one. Yeah. So one of the things that I think people um, don't know about till maybe they're frustrated and really feeling tapped out is leverage. Mm. And the I said earlier that one of three things I did to kind of break out of that thousand dollar a month trap and getting it get into six figures and then was able to multiply over and over and over again. And when, when things started at topple, I, I was right up against the million dollar mark. Mm. And people say, like, how did you do it? And it's leverage. And leverage has a lot of different um like a lot of different ways you can use it. Mm -hmm. A simple way to leverage is to recognize things that you do over and over and over again that cost you time and like kind of compromise your bandwidth to get more done. And when you when you leverage your time effectively, you systemize things or you create uh, ways in which you can get that work product out in the world over and over and over again. So automation, systems, procedures, simple things like that, even if it's just you. Mm -hmm. You, if you really are honest with yourself, will find that you waste a lot of time recreating the wheel. Yes. But if you're going to hire a team, 
those those types of things are golden. Now, if you're a creative and you're like, ah, systems, like that's anarchy for me, right? It's like, just remember that systems actually create freedom and you don't have to create them yourself. You can work with a coach or you can um, have the person you're hiring uh, kind of pull it out of you and then document it. Mm -hmm. But other things to consider with leverage is leveraging your knowledge, right? Like yes. if you do any kind of coaching, training, mentoring as part of how you earn income, start to look at how could you capture that and be able to like get it out to many people where maybe today it's just a one-on-one -on -one thing. Mm. And that was the really what was my second propeller was I created group programs and I created uh, downloadable products that people could get access to my my techniques, like building a dream team or getting out of overwhelm or like at the time I had a goal setting product and then people can buy or or like learn from you without you having to dedicate an hour of your time. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of other things depending on what your goals are or where you tend to find that time becomes your enemy and you lose time that we can look for leverage. But really, I think people forget that leverage is how do we do something once and then let it make you money over and over and over again. Mm. And if you're doing that right, you're going to be able to scale your impact. You're going to be able to, to increase income without continuing to have to put an hour into the business over and over and over again. Yeah. Something that you also said and in, in which the, the process that you did, I want to point out and maybe just talk about a little bit more because some people are aware that they've read something on the internet that we need to leverage so they go out and they develop products but what mm -hmm. you've done is you've worked with clients you've seen the need and you obviously had a number of clients that you could see there really is a need and people are investing in it then you created the product so i think yes. we really need to be mindful of what we are creating to ensure that it is going to be leverageable and continue to generate us income that we've done that research first and we know that it's something that clients really want to need and invest in did would you say that that's that's Absolutely. yeah mm. and and i will just say there's a sweet spot of need genius and um, financial return that you have to find before you jump jump into the product mm -hmm. creation. I think one of the biggest myths in the online world is, hey, if I create this product, people will come buy it off the internet and I don't have to work ever again. Yes. It's a complete illusion if anybody mm -hmm. does say that's how it works because there is re uh, effort required to feed the machine to sell those programs. But when it actually frees you up to do more and it makes your clients, it gives massive value to your clients, then there's a reason to do it. So I'm so glad you said that because mm. a lot of people, you know, they don't necessarily dig into that part of it. Mm. And then they're disillusioned and heartbroken when they've spent hundreds oh. of dollars or thousands of dollars to build product that's not selling. Or membership programs. I think membership oh program gosh, is yes. starting to do the, I have to have a membership program. Really? Why? Yeah. I don't know. I Everyone's telling me it. I need to do one. <laughs> no, I talk people out of it all the time. And, and again, there's a sweet spot and it has to do with what kind of craving have you created in your community mm -hmm. for access to you? Yeah. And if you can't possibly see another client for like six months, then maybe the membership has value. Yeah. But just because you've got a bunch of content you want to leverage isn't enough. No, no, not at all. Oh, goodness. We could probably talk for hours. This is just we could have a whole series. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. What would be one last piece of advice that you would like to leave with people today? Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, I think a lot of people get very caught up in the doing. Hmm. And we we spend a lot of time like, how can I be a better marketer? How can I be a better salesperson? How can I be a better team leader? Uh, how can I, you know, get more active on social media, right? Like it's very easy to find doing things. Having been in this business for 10 years and studying what it takes to be successful for closer to 25, 30, yes, I am that old, <laughs> um, you know, I find that we oftentimes miss out on the being part of it. Mm. And who we're being, you know, success starts with the internal game, our thoughts, the quality of our attitude, the ideas that we see in our mind, and what we decide to put our attention and intention on. And I think the most important thing we have to remember as people who want to have more impact, as leaders who are, you know, wanting to get something going in the world, is we have to make sure the quality of our mindset is matching the quality of the results we want to create in this world. And that's when you're unstoppable, you're on fire, and things turn to gold, and you really feel like success is what I call like on autopilot. Yes. Oh, and don't we love the sound of that. Melanie, how can people get in contact with you and find out more about your services and products? Yeah, the easiest way to find out anything new is at MelanieBenson.com. That's our main website. Uh, and if you're listening to this uh, and you know that you've got mindset-related things you want to work on, maybe your money is a little bit of a struggle, I have a new four-part video training that I think would be right up your alley. It's at MoneyDNA.com. Oh, sorry, moneydnamindset.com. And it's a great place to start to really look at how you can expand your mindset to expand your financial results. Mm, fantastic. And of course, we'll put all of the contact details on our show notes, annemariecross.com forward slash podcast 42. So annemariecross.com forward slash podcast 42. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. It's been so much fun and uh, really looking forward to uh, continuing to like help inspire leaders to yes. grow and achieve more. Yeah, fantastic. Now, if you are struggling to get clear on your message so that when you're at a networking event and you know how that microphone gets closer and closer to you, gets handed to you, you're about to introduce yourself and your mind goes blank, you might freeze and the words that just come, come out are just garbled and you really lack that confidence. Well, I've got a breakthrough roundtable coming up, which I'm sure is going to support you. Your compelling message, how to create influence instantly in a noisy marketplace. So you get noticed, you get hired and paid what you're worth by your ideal client. Check out what we're going to be covering. It's coming up next week and we're going to be running these uh, continuously. So if you can't make next week's one, come to another one, annemariecross.com forward slash breakthrough roundtable. That's forward slash breakthrough roundtable. Now that brings us to the end of another show. I know that you have taken away so many insights. Please get into action on all of the things that Melanie shared and do make sure that you reach out and uh, sign up for the video series. That's going to be incredibly helpful for your business. If this is the first time you've joined us, welcome. It really has been an honor to spend this time with you. Please subscribe to our iTunes channel, annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes. That means every single week when we feature another fantastic guest, just like we did today with Melanie, you'll be the first one to know. And while you're over there, if you've got a little bit of time, please leave a comment, leave a rating, and that just helps us ensure that we are providing you with what you need to reach your full potential. Have a fantastic week. We will see you again next time, next week, same time. Bye for now. See you, Melanie.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.